Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Have a good Cat 4 question here that came in. Shout out to Trevor. The preface is, I realize you are not a huge fan of using heart rate as a primary metric, but assuming conditions like your ride in June before nationals down in Florida, meaning very hot, humid, and mentally slash physically demoralizing, LOL, the ride type is three plus hours in zone two. As the ride progresses, cardiac drift eventually sets in given the conditions, and as such, the heart rate will start to drift. So the question is, what do you recommend when heart rate continues to drift upward? execute to the power zone or lower the power and stay at the desired heart rate range i.e aerobic what at that point dictates the energy system being worked and promotes the most effective approach to increasing endurance for example if i keep riding at my zone two let's say 180 watts by hour four or five my heart rate's going to go from 135 to 165 generally speaking I usually keep the power and ignore the heart rate because in the end, when race day comes, you can't ask the group to slow down because your heart rate is higher than you prefer. Not sure there's an absolute right answer and everything is dependent on the goals you're trying to achieve, but curious what you think. Thanks for your thoughts, Trevor. So let's separate out a couple things in here. Number one, we're talking about a ride in Florida, super hot ride. We need to separate, that's its own beast, right? These crazy hot rides. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Then let's look at one that's more based on power where you're just, let's take away it being in Florida. You're in North Dakota. It's a nice 70 degrees out Fahrenheit. You're going to ride and you notice by hour four to five that your heart rate's starting to drift upwards after three hours. What do we do there? So first off, super hot ride. The goal of the session most likely is not going to be power-based if we're riding four to five hours, three plus. Why? Because it's just physically not possible. When it's gonna be 90 to 100 degrees, your power is going to be affected. If you, a lot of athletes, you know, the guys down in Texas that I coach or a couple people in Florida that I coach, myself going to Florida, you know, if they're racing, before before the heat comes, you get a lot of power-based intervals in, right? So. When it gets to be the massive summer heat wave, it's not that we're not doing intervals, but it's like, hey, we're going to do them during the week. It's a weekday. You got to get out early. Um, I continually tell people, hey, if you're going to ride, if your window to ride is at noon, then we need to like be a little bit more creative. Maybe one day a week you need to get on Zwift um, and ride inside or you need to be okay that you're, you know, the watts that you put out, go out and just get the strain in. There's no way to measure whether, how do I say this correctly? There's no way to measure the physiological benefit that you get from doing your intervals at a lower power in higher heat than if you stayed inside on Zwift and did the power at the power we know you can do based off of previous intervals you've done That being said, if you are racing in the super hot heat, I think it'd be great to do the intervals in the heat because you're going to learn all the other things that go along with doing those intervals of like, what does it feel like? What's your fueling strategy? You know, the long ride in Florida, that's heat acclimation. I'm doing that so that when I go race in somewhere really hot, I don't die because I have no idea what it feels like. You know, I'm not used to drinking two bottles an hour, 40 ounces of fluid, I might not have my electrolytes uh, dialed in. 
So the super hot ride to answer this question, the heart rate's going to go crazy high. I'm just looking to pedal the bike. I'm just looking to ride endurance and the I'm going to lower the watts simply because my body's not going to let me pedal hard enough. Like there was a ride where I came back the last 15 minutes. If you wanted me to ride high endurance, I couldn't. It would just my body was not doing that. So the benefit I really think though from that ride is it reminds you how harsh the heat is. It reminds you how few matches you have. I always say half. Um, it's one of the reasons why I was so, so patient at nationals. I still think maybe you should have been more patient, but you know, sometimes you roll the dice at the wrong time. So let's get to the better question that, or the better scenario that I think is more applicable to most people. You're riding and you notice hour four or five, your heart rate starts to go up and you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing the same watts. My heart rate has drifted. What do I do? Everyone's not going to agree with this. Some people um, will say, you know what? You really want to keep it aerobic, dial down the power, and stay in the heart rate zone too. I more lean towards what Trevor's talking about. If your heart rate is increasing, it's because you don't have as much aerobic fitness at that duration. The reason I would tell you to keep riding at the power, if you can put the power out, is number one... If you keep doing that, your heart rate will eventually come down. Your heart rate will, you will still get stronger aerobically. Now, though, someone might say, well, if you start to go towards tempo riding or, you know, physiologically tempo or physiologically low threshold, you're now going to be really activating more of the glycolytic system so you're not working on only like becoming more efficient at fat burning at aerobic wattages that's fine i'm not going to argue on that that's probably correct i actually though don't know that answer if you are if your heart rate becomes more towards the tempo zone do, do you change to being more glycolytic? That's a great question. Um, you know, you're always burning some carbs. You're always burning some fat. It's not like a light switch. What I would say, though, is how many times a week are you doing these long rides? Most athletes are only doing one to two long rides. So I would say, hey, keep the power on the first day. If you're noticing this on the second day and then you're noticing yourself being tired still on Tuesday, it's too much. The rides are too big. That's the biggest thing that like if people are having a really hard time doing intervals on Tuesday, I just look at the weekend rides. I'm like, what are they doing? Because they had Monday off. Like what's going on? There's something is happening there. And maybe we have the hard ride on Saturday. And then I say Sunday, take it a little bit easier. Ride at 60% or 65% for FTP for your endurance and that will help them keep the heart rate down that will keep the stress lower if they're only doing a lot of athletes are also only doing one long ride a week so it's Saturday and Sunday's more family day they're going to church and they have like two hours later in the day so they never they only have one day to ride long I don't think it's a problem to have your heart rate increase later in the ride that's just me. I've always done it that way. I've never, none of my coaches have ever harped on heart rate. There really wasn't much analysis to heart rate. Um, 
you know, if you're ask yourself, do I feel tired after these sessions? Are they taking more out of you? That's one thing going back to the heat ride that I said to Trevor in the email reply. I'm like, listen, one thing about these heat rides, if you do two in a row, like really monitor how you feel because they crushed me. Like I definitely change things up after those rides. I think there's benefit to them, but it just takes a while to recover. So I don't worry too much about cardiac drift. I really think your body's going to adapt to that. Um, I don't think, and even if you're physio- physiologically finishing the ride at tempo, that to me is not a bad thing. Um, being able to put out watts at a higher stress level later in the day is exactly what a race is going to be like. That's what you're training for. Now, if it's the base season, see, there's like a lot of variables here. What if it's January? If it's January and 165 is coming up, on your Garmin, yeah, you probably want to dial it back because that's when you're only focusing on aerobic stuff. You're really building that aerobic foundation. Uh, if you don't know what that means, go on our YouTube channel and Google why ride endurance. Then you might want to dial it back more. But at the same time, I'll be honest. If it's me and I'm down in Florida and it's four and a half hours in, I don't want to ride super slow the last half an hour. If I become a half percentage point less aerobic for that one session and I still get to ride at a good pace. I'm not overly blasting myself, pause, not like killing myself to hold the watts and my heart rate's a little higher. I'm cool with that. I'm not going to overthink that. We're getting in the weeds on a little bit. The weeds are great. I like hanging out in the weeds, but you know, let it drift a little bit. That's just what I think. 10 minutes or less. The end.